Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland. No, this this is good. This is good. I was just asking if I'm like hot enough. Tony, Kirk, like Kirk, Kirk Cameron from the '80s TV series Growing Pains, and Jonathan, Dwarf Fortress Palooza for a wonderful, wonderful episode. As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. This episode, Dwarf Fortress creators Zach and Tarn Adams join your hosts to talk about the upcoming release. Hi there. It's all about the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And always remember, losing is fun. Tarn, Zach, Adams, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I guess your lives have not had anything at all going on lately. No, there's no reason to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I gather you guys have been working on something lately that um, everyone's pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, lately and over the last couple years. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. I think the second episode of this podcast featured the initial Steam announcement. <laughs> so, wow. Is that right, Roland? Something like that, yeah. Like second, yeah. third, yeah. So, well, I think the third one had Krug Smash on. So I think the second one had the announcement. And uh, and away we go with our, with our what, two-year, two-and-a-half-year-long party now. Cool. Is that right? Wow. I think so. Okay, well... Of course, so. Tarn and Zach would know that better than we. Uh, well, <laughs> fantastic. Um, well, I'm I'm really glad you guys could be here. And um, I mean, how has it been? Like, what has has worked? I'm sorry, just to get in with these hard hitting questions, but I'm just curious. Like, did did moving towards Steam and Kitfox and working with a publisher did that kind of fundamentally change how you do your development, or or do you feel like you can kind of still just you know, do it the way that suits you? Well, not for the last three years now. Yeah. 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 It's all been really directed toward the graphics interface or just reworking everything. I mean, we like uh, most of the time we would work like toward a, a design, you know, we'd become, become coming up with things as we went along kind of, and now it's more. Yeah. It's, it's kind of untested in a way. I mean, cause we haven't tried a big feature arc yet. And, uh, so coordinating artists at the same time on things that are either unrelated or related to the upcoming stuff, um, we we haven't really tried that yet. Uh, now we did when we when we changed the end game when we did the um, the kind of uh, labor rewrite uh, when we rebalanced the economy. All this stuff that's been happening over the last couple of years um, that that didn't directly involve artists there was no there was no difference there it just happened so uh i'm optimistic so are those those things the rebalancing is that things that are in 4705 that got released on the last one or is that uh new game change play or gameplay changes that are going to be in the uh, new release that's all stuff that happened since 4705 those those three things i mentioned i believe all happened after um, so they're just going to go right into the main line. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of new stuff. Like, oh, yeah. that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Gosh, you guys have been really busy. I was I was kind of wondering if it was just really difficult to take what you'd already done and kind of bash it into this graphical Steam format. But in addition to doing that, you guys have also added new stuff. That is very exciting. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a lot of ease of use things. It's not rather than like crazy... Uh, crazy new um yeah features. New, yeah there's a little bit of that but, there's, but there are some new features but it's mainly uh stuff like auto labor and uh and the just the buttons and stuff it's yeah the tutorials the and when i mentioned the the economy rewrite that that was i mean partially just because it needed to happen because some of that stuff is ridiculous but the like changing the values of things so that like a masterpiece muscle craft isn't worth quite so much and rebalancing the food and, and that kind of thing like that, that is just good to do, but it's also a lot of the things we've been doing are aimed at new users. Um, just making sure the initial experience is a little bit tighter than it was before, which benefits everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
For sure. I, I think that's one of the things that, um, that I've really been hoping for is things that can make it a little easier for new users because I guess it's been, I'm so detached from the new user experience sometimes when I tell my friends about it and I say, it's only going to take you a couple times to get it, you know, to figure it out and you'll be, you know, building soap workshops in no time. And, you know, they just kind of look at me and say, don't recommend things to me again. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I promise, I promise. I'm like, no. So I, I'm pretty stoked about that. So I can, uh, you know, bring more people along who, who, who I genuinely think will enjoy it. Uh, there's just so much there. Yeah, about, yeah, no, yeah. Well, go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Uh, about the economy that you changed in the first little snippet that we saw in in uh, some upload, there was something about like hard economy, normal economy. Is that what you changed? Can can we change economy from the balanced mode to like the unbalanced mode? Yeah, I mean the the the, the difficulty settings are a bit perfunctory when it comes to the economy stuff right now. That just makes it harder to get a baron. Um, and so forth. So you, you have to work harder to get to the milestones. Mm. I mean, that's going to be more for people that just want to say, Hey, I got the Monarch on hard, which would take, you know, a long time, um, compared to, to on the normal mode, but that's not all that happened. Like unrelated to that, we also just rebalanced all the prices and made the caravans much smaller in the beginning. You just get a couple of mules, uh, at first, instead of like a giant wagon or whatever. Um, you have to, and you'll have to take care of your nobles if you want wagons. <laughs> oh no, those guys, come on, you're so cruel. You yeah. can't just send them to the river to, uh, to drown? <laughs> Here's a nice locked room for you. Yeah, you'll still get um, mules, but yeah, the, the actual integration with your society requires hanging out with the people in your society, um, instead of putting them in specialized pits. <laughs> Cool. I was wondering if they were going to have an implementation or if you were going to have an implementation of supply and demand so that whenever you flood the market with, uh, you know, marble rings, if the suddenly the price of marble rings would drop. No, that's the kind of thing that's that's more like the actual economy uh, stuff that we I, th I believe <laughs> we've been threatening to do since 2007. <laughs> and it never felt like the right time. We've always been just I don't know. It's always something or other. Yeah, like the when we when we tried to make the uh, dwarves buy stuff with their own coins, <laughs> like the original uh, quote unquote economy release. That was a big yeah. That was more like the homelessness release because no one could afford these rents and people did. There was no actual like pressure on the landlord to reduce the rent because the landlord was just the computer. So it just. Yeah, it was more like, you know, I have no mouth and I must scream. <laughs> That's kind of how the computer was. It's getting a little too much like real life at that point. So <laughs> you're losing that fantasy element. I can understand why that might be delayed. Well, to be to be fair, I just wondered if it would happen. I didn't necessarily think it was a good idea. <laughs> no, we'll be back to it. We'll be back to it. We'll just be a little more careful. What um what do you think were your biggest surprises were when you started working with, well, one, a publisher who seems like they've been great. And, and to the steam thing, like, was there anything you were like, wow, we did not see that coming and that was challenging, but, but we're cool. It was a lot easier. I think than we like the, the, uh, the publisher made, uh, working, like they took a lot of the, of the paperwork that we just did not know how to deal with. Like, I don't know if we'd be able to do this on our own. We would need help with hiring people. We just had no idea how to do that. And working with them and interviewing for people. I mean, they went to the they went to the community actually to get most of the artists, at least at first. And you know, I don't know if we could have pulled that together. So they really helped out. And the, and I don't know. I didn't expect it to be that easy. I don't know. Darn. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's really hard to come up with things that were more difficult than we expected because everything has been pretty smooth. I mean. I mean, part of part of it just from our end is that when we we have had a lot of side projects, as we kind of mentioned, um, not just the, like like the ones that are actually released on the Internet are all like curses games or stuff. Um, and there was like World War One Medic or whatever, which was a graphical games and and a few of the, the really bad games that were up there. But like our actual side unreleased side projects have elements that are like pixel graphics and stuff. They're not good pixel graphics, but they're technically like engaged with a lot of things about pixel graphics, like gluing together sprites and transparency and all that kind of stuff. So um, things that might've seemed like they would be difficult for us. We actually had a lot of experience with. Uh, and um, 
There was some new stuff, I guess, like when we started doing uh, streaming on FMOD and we ran into a whole bunch of mess with that. Um, when we Because we have like 15 musical tracks now and 16 shorter musical tracks, 23 ambiences. And oh, wow. um, you can't load it all into memory <laughs> because it would take like two gigabytes or something. Yeah, this is what people most, most uh, impresses them when they play it for the first time is they're like, whoa, the music. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, we're streaming those all off the disc, and the version of FMOD we've been using for like eighteen years or whatever uh, doesn't. It actually had a, a crash that they fixed like seventeen years ago, and we just didn't didn't <laughs> care because we never. <laughs> when we asked when we asked them for the license for the original version, they were, I mean for the old version, they're like, "What? <laughs> what are you guys doing?" Yeah, so we we just actually just last week or two weeks ago we. Uh, we went to F mod 2022. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no fancy, fancy newfangled uh, streaming sound. And um, yeah, yeah. So that, 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 that was a bit of a shift anyway. I don't know how I'm going to react to not having the Tarn Adams guitar soundtrack in the background of my Dwarf Fortress game. It's going to be very strange. Oh, oh it's there. <laughs> It's there. Not oh, it's there. Yeah, I was about to say, are you the are you the creator of some of the new? No, well, the no, tracks, it's, it's it's there in 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 the inspiration. Spirit. Yeah, the, inspiration. Okay. The, uh, the I mean, they use the for the title song, which is a seven minute track. Now they they use the old title um, music in the sense of composition, not audio, and mm-hmm. the original. Uh, but now it's layered and it's got counterpoints. It's got vocals. <laughs> Uh, oh. Yeah, we're not quite to the level of boiling point, but but we're getting there. Like like the wow. uh, the uh, the 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 best best uh, video game songs of all time, obviously. But uh, <laughs> uh, but the uh, it, it's pretty good. Uh, we got yeah, we got th- at least three songs with a vocal Take element to, to the, the boiling, boiling point. point. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, all right, but uh, <laughs> that, if I'm, if we're correct, that only plays when you're installing the game and you never hear it again. <laughs> But it's like an entire song. Yeah, yeah. We could have done that. We should have had install music. So Katy Perry confirmed for the next release? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry Sorry about that. (laughs) We're we're going to try our best to to collaborate with all of our heroes in the future, for sure. Of course. Yeah, that's (laughs) obviously something that I'm sure is super important. Um, (laughs) Cool. Attention members and guests, Logan Hastings, administrator of the Grand Guildhall The Diamonds of Steel, invites all metalsmiths of the Guild of Crystals to observe the artifact now on display in the hall. Etost Maring Dal AM, contained languishes the greed of speech, is a sheer sheep wool chose, and all crafts worship is of the highest quality. It is made from sheep wool cloth. This object is adorned with hanging rings of llama wool and menaces with spikes of sheep wool and alpaca wool. Come learn and enjoy fellowship with Administrator Logan Hastings at the Diamonds of Steel. On the 17th level of Ivory Channels. You know, one of the things I've seen with Steam is there tend to be multiple tracks of of things. Like there's the main release and there's the, you know, I'm up for the not quite beta but sort of beta and then there's the this is probably going to crash and ruin your game kind of tracks in steam are you guys looking at doing any of that or is it are you guys going to stick to your standard like this is the way we do it and it works for us mode or have you have you made any changes or thoughts um so so we have three branches right now (laughs) just during the testing (laughs) just during the testing process we had the all right the steam workshop testing branch the regular testing branch and then the the release branch and so we know how those kind of work now. Uh, we're going to need to to kind of uh, up our game a little bit to get a real sort of stable experimental thing going that's that's uh, like a little faster on our feet with that. But that's the plan. Um, mm. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to do it like because people like to have old versions, especially where as save compatibility is concerned. But of course, we don't often break save compatibility. It is broken for the Steam release. Uh, for weird reasons, not actually the reasons we were expecting. It has nothing to do with the graphics. It was like something I had to change about trees or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I just couldn't bring the saves along. It's really frustrating. Uh, but uh, the the 
new release, we're not really planning to break saves again if we can help it uh, until maybe the magic or something. Um, but at that point, and maybe at certain other points, if people care about some change or another, you know, um, I noticed like Factorio has like 15 different versions up on a branch, right? And Ooh. we we can do the same thing uh, and also have an experimental branch. It makes a lot of sense when you've got the game, you know, potentially just being like insta downloaded by however many thousands and thousands and thousands of people will have it in their libraries to be a little more careful. <laughs> so the so the so the save updates weren't weren't broken by the graphics, but just due to a change with the trees. I I feel like there's an elf something to yes. do with elves ruining things there. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't know. Obviously, yes. Of course, all those elves. It's always, the elves. always, it's always those guys. That reminds me, yeah, the new, the new uh, agitation system, the new elf diplomacy <laughs> in savage regions. Uh, yeah, no, we, there's there's oh, quite there's a few so changes. Yeah, 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 it's like there's actually quite a few changes. Okay, uh, as we're going, yeah, no, it's just yeah, it's just, it, just every every little thing uh, that that we interact yeah, it's been three with. Three years, we couldn't resist putting new <laughs> stuff in there. Yeah, can you oh, elaborate just a little? It. <laughs> Can you elaborate just a little bit on the elf agitation system? That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a couple, a couple things actually. So there was always like underground agitation that was supposed to bring forth um, the forgotten beasts and the underground civilizations. And some of that had kind of bit rotted over time uh, or was never really kind of in there in the first place, but now it's all, all in there. The appearance of forgotten beasts now depends on, how much you've been mining and chopping trees in the actual and farming. Cause it's important. Now there's another change, the farming change. Uh, farming is more important in, in natural underground caverns. Uh, you get a much higher output uh, if you can defend yourself down there. And uh, the that's, that's one agitation system. Like the poison blow darts are back and everything. And then oh. there's oh. the, yes, I actually, I actually got destroyed by <laughs> fish underground fish people. When I was, I when I was testing this, <laughs> yes. And then there's the above ground agitation system in the in the wilder regions, um, which can set normally peaceful peaceful creatures off. Uh, they get an agitated name in front of them, so it'd be like agitated giant porcupine or whatever. Um, and uh, <laughs> then they're no longer friendly, and that that is that corresponds to your 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 lumber industry up top. Oh, okay. So that is a little bit like the the RimWorld system, where sometimes the game sends you like a mad porcupine or a mad squirrel that <laughs> tries to like attack your yes. your people. Yeah, it's yeah, important important to respect the animals. You know, talking about the forgotten beasts, we've seen a lot of like sprites of of bear men and and dwarves. But um, how do the procedural generated monsters look? Uh, they, they, they. We, we, we intentionally kept them uh, because we had a certain amount of time to work on it. We intentionally kept them kind of shadowy um, and vague, like they don't use bright colors right now. Uh, I, I imagine we'll get to that when we have like. There's just so much to do, right? Um, so we, but we do have, that's not to say they aren't built from like a hundred pieces or whatever. Um, oh, wow. I'm not a hundred pieces. I mean, there are a hundred pieces total or something like, I don't know. There's horns and <laughs> eyes and mandibles and proboscises and general body shapes. Yeah. General body. There's like, yeah. Cause you guys, you know, there's like, uh, what is there? 220. It's always either 170 or 220. I don't remember which, uh, like there's, there's like mammoths and also, uh, serpents and and blobs, right? Uh, so we we put those into twelve categories. I think it was either twelve or sixteen, maybe twelve. I don't remember. Um, that uh, it uses as the base body type, and then each of those base body types can get horns, wings, trunks, the number of eyes. Um, certain ones like the the quadruped body can also get the hexapod and octopod, but then there's also the spider shape um, and etc. Right? So there's there's quite a bit quite a bit in there um and that will get better over time as well oh okay so we do actually get to see them yeah yeah and uh, yeah, that's remember, neat and then we have the minions we have the, oh, go 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 ahead i'm sorry no i was just gonna say that yeah i remember that i think that that announcement and some some pictures of that sort of thing was actually released maybe a year and a half two years ago it's 
It's those those. Yeah, am I correct? That would have been if 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 we did release Forgotten Beasts two years ago, that would be. Um, and I don't remember this, but if we did, that was the. Uh, those were like four preliminary drawings by Mike, and then Mike left right at that time. Right. So we had to take a completely different tact. Those were bright. I mean, I like those. Those were really nice and colorful um, and cheerful. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we ta- we we had to tack away from that. But we 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 should get some color back. Um, we'll have to think about it. And then there's also the mini versions for like the experiments that aren't gigantic. Um, and uh, and it's currently also using those for like night trolls and were beasts. Uh, so. Um, but but where beasts are getting special purpose graphics um a little bit after release that uh are for every specific creature like all 72 are going to have their own sprite well torn you just reminded me of something that i've got to bring up here i've got to ask so we had a long conversation on an episode a few months ago talking about where beasts and it seemed to us that with the 4705 release the occurrence of where beasts decreased quite a bit you're not that supposed just to mention that to him man come on what are you doing? <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> no, you're not supposed to mention that to him come on <laughs> no, i was just wondering is that is that something that actually might have happened in the release or is that just a coincidence and we're projecting biases into it i either one's i just don't remember if it was in the 4705 or, or for we, this release but we, we intentionally released yeah we felt like decreased it we felt like it was too harsh on new players because they're basically uh, worse get a wear beast on the second year or something like that. Or, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So because they're like they're like worse than getting a hydra or something, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, unstoppable. Yeah, so yeah. it's actually harder. So so yeah, no, we 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 changed the triggers on that. Um, uh, but I, I wouldn't swear that it was for forty seven oh five because I just don't remember. It's been so long. Yeah. Been, and that was like pre pandemic too, or mid mid pandemic pre pan. I don't remember. Mid, yeah, oh, mid. I think yeah. Uh, well, we had you folks uh, on just before nothing. the pandemic yeah. locked us all away. So yeah, <laughs> which was in, time is relative. Oh God, yeah. uh, January I've lost of, track of everything. So. <laughs> yeah, I think that we talked in December of twenty nineteen, and we had we released it on New Year's Day of twenty twenty. I believe that's the case. But hey, that's good to know that uh, that it might not have been our imagination because, yeah, my first fortress downfall was to a uh, were beast. My first one that I had going for any amount of time, and it's just because I didn't know what was going on, and suddenly everyone's killing each other when the full when the full moon came. So it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, that's that was just one of the great things about it. Though, so, yeah, yeah. What what kind what kind was it? Oh, gee, it was a were were llama. Were llama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> I've run into wear giraffes too. Yeah, wear giraffe is my favorite. The last time my, my fortress it? was destroyed, it was wear mammoth. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they oh, mean no. <laughs> Goodbye. Are there wear cavies? I, I kind of. I think so. Yeah, there's like wear hamster is probably close. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're friends. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember because because it's not like a one to as people have noted, it's not a one to one. Yes, there are where cavies. Uh that that there's it's not a one to one correspondence between what's in the game, right? There are certain animals that can be where creatures, but they're not actually in the game at all. Um it, which is really weird, but that's just how it turned out. <laughs> of course we have yeah, we haven't done the the like Pleistocene release or whatever. I don't know when when the mammoth walked the earth. What what era was it when the mammoth walked the earth? But we need those, yeah, like saber tooth cat things. But there's the bigger ones, right? The ones that are like we were thinking about prehistoric beasts as one of the um, sponsorship drives back. Yeah, but now now it's not. It would be about a sponsorship drive. It would just be about fun, just throwing them animals in there. (laughs) Although we we might still need a voting system, right? And the game doesn't even have ferrets, like. Oh, there's a lot of what well, there's like there's a lot of animals that we are missing. Of course, if we were just adding animals forever. We would just do it forever, and then of course do specific behaviors more for more of the animals, like yeah, lovingly render. But we would use democracy to, to to make that happen. Yeah, now we could do voting. I mean, maybe maybe now that we've got more sound, we can put all the songbirds in properly, so that the because uh, we have ambience with like the the chirping and stuff, but we could put the right chirping. <laughs> you can use the Merlin bird app to figure out where you are geolocated and get you the right bird sounds for that one. There are four different calls for the J. Yeah, now we'll need to have a decision tree then or whatever. <laughs> like, do you feel threatened? 
Are you trying to make friends? So as this, the Steam initial release comes out, we're going to have a... Um, uh, it's going to be the Fortress mode release. After that, I'm assuming you'll be working on uh, getting Adventure mode up and running? Um, so we've got Classic and Arena on the on the really short-term roadmap because uh, we're like 16 days out. So it doesn't look like we're quite going to finish. We finished Steam Workshop. Mm-hmm. That's we, have, we haven't actually announced that yet, even though it's been like 20 days. Uh, you want yeah, to cut that? Oh no 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 okay, no! Okay. We've 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 mentioned it to people. Uh, it's Exclusive. like yeah, it's just like uh, it might be it might be you might be the second second people we've told about it, but I don't remember who the first were. So it's either now it's, it's coming in. Yeah, it's coming in eventually. I didn't watch the blind Q and A the other yeah. day, so okay. maybe on there. Yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, that maybe that maybe. Uh, so yeah, so Steam Workshop is in the first release. It's in the initial okay. launch release. Um, yeah, I should do a devlog. It's just these last few months, especially like the devlogs oh, just completely slipped. Uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, no, yeah. I really need to put the put a devlog up uh, like today. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, the um, yeah. So we'll have Steam Workshop is in, and then the other two things we were trying to get for release was the classic and arena mode. But now those are just going to come like immediately after. I don't know a week or two or three, however long it takes, right? But but that's the thing we're going to be working on. The only reason there's a little wiggle there is because we also could have you know bugs things that are people screaming about like if a lot of people need a bug fixed it'll have to be fixed obviously um and the launch is you know it's it's just a completely unknown territory having a launch this large yeah they warned us that the press would like drive us crazy in these last few weeks which is true and then uh but they warned us that like after the release it's going to be a thousand times worse so hopefully we can- uh boy yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens, but 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 we're that's the that's the plan. And once we're back to normal, that's that's going to be something we we can focus on pretty easily. And then adventure mode, um, and that that is a whole giant. I, how many menus are there? Like ninety menus or something silly? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. made that number off the top of my head, but like every key on, every key right. on the keyboard <laughs> takes you to a different menu, right? It's like there's the and there's ones that are like really half-assed, like the statue toppling menu or something. There's like <laughs> oh, yeah. there's like two different ways to interact with buildings. I think where well, you can pull levers and is that it? And there's this whole lock picking thing that's totally just jank and stupid. There's a lot of things about adventure mode that's like, do we really want to update that menu or do we want to update the whole mechanic, right? Or whatever. Um, and that's gonna just keep dogging us through that, but uh, it's still, I mean, so it's a big project. Um, and that's another one where it's like this, this, this one in particular, I'm not sure how much there's going to be like experimental branch stuff on that, or if it's just going to be one big drop, like six months later, um, kind of depends on how experimental our experimental branches. We'll have to kind of figure out, you know, just how low do we go? Because <laughs> it'll be crashy, ugly, no menus, and just an awful mess for the first couple months. Um, and yeah, so, but, but that's, that's the plan. And then finally the return to the villains and, and on into army siege stuff. It's time now for Memorial Gardens presented by Jack Dylan, attending administrator of Ivory Channel's Memorial Hall. A masterful cobaltite memorial to Irvad Shurastlikart, created by Stakadu Stuthos, was placed. The slab reads, in memory of Irvad Shurastlikart, died after colliding with an obstacle in the year 9. At one with blue shark leather. A masterful marble memorial, created by Stakadu Stuthos, was placed in honor of Idina Nurendok. The slab reads, in memory of Idina Nurendok, suffocated, slain by the dwarf Yuvash Lightningslings in the year 9. At one with lynx leather. A well-crafted tetrahedrite memorial was erected to honor Shorast Zephonuthmik. The slab reads, in memory of Shorast Zephonuthmik, struck down by the dwarf Gashud Paddle Caverns the pointy grizzle of cooperating, in the year 9. Loving father, lover of male shirts. 
Memorial Gardens is presented as needed as a service of Ivory Channel's Memorial Hall. Jack Dillon, Attending Administrator. Keenum Rash. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if now that now that you've can kind of see past the Steam release, if you guys have, have let yourself think about the things that you would like to work on next, as opposed to the things that you have to work on next. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's where Villains starts, right? That's that's with Villains, um, which was a release we dropped like halfway through to, to because we had to pivot to the Steam release. So like the adventure mode villain stuff never happened, and like six of the plots never happened in dwarf mode. We've got those artifact heists in and they actually happen yeah, sometimes, really right? Cool. Yeah, that stuff can work, but but we don't have the overthrowing of your fort by coup or the uh um assassination plots um or the uh the 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 it's not quite an artifact heist but just like uh the bribery and and stealing of of resources and things um that you that that happened in world gen but don't happen in fort mode. And then over in adventure mode, there's the whole two-sided coin thing of like investigating villains, but also leading a villainous organization or being a part of a villainous organization. Um, and which just means plots. I mean, it's not like villain, like it doesn't have to be cartoon villain, but yeah, you are, more just, villain is more like a, a actively working NBC. It's yeah. Villain is like not exactly the, it's just the name of the release, but it's more complicated than that. Yeah, I mean, none of the plots are are pro humanity specifically. Right. They're all pretty shady, <laughs> but it does a yeah, it makes a good story. So. Yeah, yeah, but but you're like like for instance, when the dwarves also get the ability to do some of the plots, like an assassination attempt might be on like a demon or something, right? So uh, that's that's like the opposite of villainy. You're like it's more like go on a heroic assassination quest, like most computer games. Yeah. Right. About the Steam release, when it comes out, we've heard that the Linux support will be added at some point later, right? Yeah, and that's that's in in progress. We're just trying to find the right people. We have a candidate now. Um, so this is not something that isn't happening. This is something mm-hmm. that is happening. Um, <laughs> you know, I know I know people in 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 both the Mac and Linux communities get you know worried about stuff just either disappearing or never happening, but, um, you know, we've had it. It's just, it was, it's so hard to line things up for launch and, and this one costs money. So it's, it's a different matter. Right. Uh, and, uh, like we just couldn't use Like the volunteers did a great job. They kept us up and running for like the last 14 years on Mac and Linux, but it's not something you could put a, put a, put in a store. Um, just, we don't, we don't understand the Apple like certification process or whatever it's called. And the uh, and like Linux, we were symlinking these libraries, and maintainers were yelling at us, and etc. <laughs> we need to not be doing anything wrong there, um, and just get it working normally in like a normal Linux setup. Not quite to this point of, I mean, normal Linux is open source, right? It's not that's normal Linux, but but over I mean, in non open source land, we'd like to at least make it compatible with the the um, and I'm not even sure there's something that's like generally thought of as a normal Linux distribution. I don't know if it just means Ubuntu or something. It's got to work on something, right? It's got to work on like three yeah. or three or four of the best mm-hmm. ones, not best, the most populous ones. And hopefully yeah. that is doable. I know that it's in the uh, the Ubuntu repository. I can't remember what version it is. I know it's not one. Of the, I think it might be like 4701 or something like that. But that is actually in the the, the Ubuntu repository. And that one will run straight for the command line, but you're not going to get the latest one from that. And if you do run the latest version of Dwarf Fortress, you'll you have to know a little bit something about the uh, about the libraries and which ones you need to finagle with. So, oh, Tony here, he is a strong Mac M1 or actually M2 now proponent. So, he's, yeah, he's no, been... I, <clears throat> I liked it. Uh, I, I was I was really into the Mac. Um, I mean, I've got I've got both. You know, I play both sides of that game, but. Um, yeah, the Mac single core performance very very appealing for for people who play a certain games that that thrive on single core performance. Um and so yeah, I was just I, you know, I was just sort of selfishly wondering like is that part of it too or is that a much harder 
kettle of fish to get into the apple. Oh no, it's it's I think ecosystem. I think it'll, I think it'll be the the same because on on this one it's less about well it's partially about finding finding the the right programmer or whatever, but it's it's also uh, they've if if I'm not incorrect they've done Mac releases and so they've gone through the Kitfox has gone through the uh, the uh, the new hoops um, mm-hmm. in terms of certification and and so forth. I mean. That 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 is like an ongoing support thing to some extent to see you know if we so we need to continue to work with people on that and hopefully it won't be a problem because Apple likes to to obsolescence and sissify things uh, periodically, uh, which is of course really frustrating for developers like their CPU basically <laughs> yeah, for example yeah yeah I mean it's 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 a it's a, a tricky tricky to to stay afloat but we'll we'll. Uh, you know, if it's if it's in a bunch of Steam libraries for Mac, of course we're going to try and try and keep it running. And 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 I anticipate once once it, this this new system's in place, that we should have no trouble just with the continued kind of simultaneous. The same with Classic, right? Right? We, we're like Classic is delayed now, Mac's delayed now, Linux is delayed now, but of course Adventure Mode is delayed now, Arena is delayed. Everything's because of just we've taken three years and we've got to we've got to start, you know putting the game out. Um, and, but after that, it should all just be like the same set of compiles and it all just happens at the same time. And everyone gets simul, simul launched or whatever it's called uh, for subsequent versions. Cool. Okay, cool. So about the artwork, do the dwarves look like your artistic visions, the, the new artwork of the dwarves, or did they take another approach with their art? Well, we picked through the, we had two choices and we picked, <laughs> we picked Mike's dwarves. We like Mike's dwarves better. Yeah, yeah. And Mike has a very kind of harrowed look to the dwarves. Even by default, they look a little depressed. So yeah. I think uh, <laughs> it, it's pro- appropriate for the for the uh, the themes of the game. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing the 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 art on my on my computer. Yeah, so there, there was a uh, there was we were originally not sure we could actually zoom the uh, the the uh play area so you could actually see them better because the uh the it was still one-to-one with the letters of ascii so the dwarves had to be the size of a letter and we weren't sure we could actually zoom in so you could actually see this so the dwarves are going to be really tiny and we're like okay this is going to be really tough and then uh we figured out how to zoom in and we're like okay this is going to earn us at like hundreds of thousands of more fans by just being able to see the dwarf yeah, it's nice. It doesn't break the pixel art really at all. There's there's a few weird little artifacts around the edges of certain items that are. I mean, they're hard to see. Um, but yeah, no, surprisingly, the uh, the old SDL um, version zoom uh, that people were using to to just kind of zoom in and see the letters bigger <laughs> or their tile sets. Um, it works with like this, you know, like sixteen layers stacked on top of each other or whatever with multiple Z levels and all that. Um, still works. So, and it isn't, it isn't slow the game down or anything. So yeah, it's great. Do the new graphics work similar to the old, uh, graphics and tile sets where we were, where we saw lots of people modifying them or is it a completely new system that is not related to the old way at all? Um, well, like the old, the old way didn't even have items or walls or anything except for creatures. Right. I, I mean, in terms of, uh, I mean, there, there were, there were like DF hack style mods, but, but just in terms of like vanilla type modifiable objects with the graphics, like um, just changing a letter or whatever, or, or saying, Hey, use this sprite sheet. It's basically an entirely new system. There's a few, few things that are the same. I think the, the tile page format might be the same or whatever, but there's so many more things that you can do uh, that, um, I mean, it, it is. It does feel completely different. And the uh, there's a new layered type, what we, which we use for the dwarves, humans, elves, uh, kobolds, and goblins, which allows you to do um, to query body parts and professions and items and hairstyles and hair length and eye color or whatever, uh, skin color, hair color, hair curliness, um, and pick from among, you know, I mean, we have, I don't know if it would be a thousand or more uh, tiles just for a dwarf or whatever. 
Um, I, I mean, that number is going to be off by a bit, but I know there's like 180 hair just by itself or something, right? There's because <laughs> there's like 17 styles and then also 17 again for curliness or something like that. And then also six different hair color groups. Um, so it adds up, right? I mean, that file is like a meg and a half, the one that, that has the five civilized creatures. Uh, it's a giant mm-hmm. TXT file. And, but, but a modder does not need to engage with this system if they don't want to spend, you know, because, because, I mean, we had, you know, to, uh, I mean, we've, we've had a total of like five artists working on this thing, I think. And, uh, uh, and we've been working on it for years. So like, like modders always eventually, you know, like catch up and move beyond existing stuff. That's just, that's kind of the appeal of it, but it's going to take a little longer than it used to, to, to get there at this time. And do you, have you been working with anybody that's been trying to build mods um, for this yet? Or is that something you're just saying, well, look, when it, when it releases, the doors are open, go crazy. Um, Yeah, we have about, we have, Four, yeah, maybe? three or four, yeah. three or four people um, helping with that. People, 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 people that have done a lot of modding, and uh, they've also uh, gotten to upload to the workshop and test that out. Uh, and then over in Future of the Fortress, we posted the the basic mod format, uh, what kind of info you'll need. I mean, mods are basically going to be like existing mods. If we're talking about like classic type mods or mods that don't involve uh, changing the graphics, those stuff, those are all almost going to work uh, with the exact same formats from before. So that, okay. that will be pretty quick to update. Uh, but, but it's just, it's just going to be things like, like if you're trying to do a steam workshop mod and you have a bunch of existing creatures, then uh, you're going to want to, I mean, you're going to need to make a 32 by 32 tile that works uh, or it's going to be more of a classic style mod. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that was another question I had. So, thirty-two by thirty-two are the tiles. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's before, but yeah, yeah. I mean, thirty-two. I, there's a lot of things that we want to change. Like, we want to support more tile sizes and and stuff. And it's not going to take super super long. And I've marked all the places I need to change and update and so forth to get that in. But it's just not going to be a launch. Uh, so, if people wanted to try sixty-four by sixty-fours, I know a few people were looking forward to taking a shot of that. First of all, it's going to take you a long time, <laughs> but but also, uh, yeah, there's a few things I need to change, or if people wanted to do twenty-four by twenty-fours or something like that. Um, and then, of course, I mean, there's still classic mode. I mean, classic mode is not thirty-two by thirty-two. Classic mode is eight by twelve, and then whatever, or it's whatever font you're using, right? You can use your font. Uh, that's that's right. similar. So like old DF hack style tile sets, it'll take them a little while to update stuff, obviously, to, to get it to work with a new version. But um, that that should all kind of be like before once Classic is launched. Cool. That that sounds great. So it sounds like um, for the classic for the classic release anyway, it's not going to be changing all that much. There was always a lag of a month or two before all of the uh, all of the mods got caught up with the latest release of Dwarf Fortress anyway. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be that bad for for that side of things. Yeah, I don't know which side. I'm- oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that. Yeah, and 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 Tanya even reached out to the the DF hack people. Um, uh, recently. So, uh, like we're, we're not, yeah, every, everything should be, I mean, we're going to try and support, you know, to the extent that we always did, at least, um, to keep that kind of pipeline up and running, uh, even, even, even with the steam, the steam version, uh, we don't think there's going to be any big headaches there. Yeah. My entire playing career, I've leaned so hard on DF hack that it's hard for me to, to see the, the word DF hack stops. And where vanilla starts, you know, whenever the uh, when the release came out forty seven zero zero back when it did, we all all three of us played vanilla for a couple months just to get ourselves used to it. But but once the once the DF hack and all of the mods got updated for it, I went straight back to to running uh, graphics and tile sets and DF hack and TWBT and all that kind of fun stuff. So we tried our best to remove the need to do that. With the new <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's still a few things like we haven't done anything with um, anything new with uh, blueprints or stuff like that. So I think, I mean, there's always going to be room for it. Cause even, even if we do eventually, you know, get, get in systems um, that, that, uh, you know, capture what, 
what people feel is missing, then there's just going to be a whole new tier of things that are exactly that, like that, right? It's, just, it's a never-ending process of improvement, just like the game itself. Yeah, and I, I, I would always imagine with DF Hack, it's pretty... I mean, that's a pretty invasive way to make changes to a game. I think it's directly injecting into the memory. And I, I always wondered, does that, does that, did that always, did that ever give you guys pause when you're like, wow, I wish they wouldn't do that? Or if you were, were you always just like, no, this is cool, go nuts? No, I mean, they, 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 um, the, when I say they, I mean, this is obviously a specific person in this case, uh, emailed me at one point, it was some years ago, and was like, you know, it takes a while to update these memory addresses. Um, so, you know, if you put in a few markers, you know, that, that look a specific way for DF hack to like glom onto, like something that looks like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or something that I can always find, and then just list all the, uh, the important addresses, um, of memory after that, that would be like a huge time saver or whatever. And I just did that. You know, it's, that's amazing. It's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Attention members and guests. Potato Bomb, administrator of the Stoneworkers Guildhall, the Tin Mountain, invites all members of the Tin Hall to observe the upcoming stonecrafting workshop. Zasset Dusimical, legendary engraver, will demonstrate the craft of lead engraving on the 10th of sandstone. You won't want to miss it. For more information, contact Potato Bomb on the 17th level of Ivory Channels. Come learn and enjoy fellowship. Well, we're not going to take up too much of your time. I know that you guys have a busy day, I'm sure, in front of y'all. And um, so thanks so much for for being on with us. Roland, you got anything uh, else that you have burning to ask? Yeah, one one question, actually. What is your favorite new sprite or sprites? Oh, it's got to be the wear panda. It's not going to make it. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's not going to make it out in, in, in release, but it should be like what the next update or something yeah it'll be really soon it'll be really soon you'll get the wear creatures the wear creatures are great i hope you put it on a t-shirt because that sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) just for the talking points alone t-shirts t-shirts i saw the uh the announcement that there's going to be some df swag some uh some merchandise that's going to be awesome yeah yeah i mean we we that that was something that that kind of caught us by surprise on the fan gamer site uh so i haven't actually talked to to, to Tanya about that yet because yeah I mean that, that was just announced but of course I mean we were involved in those because uh, I remember I saw on the site that it said like pending final these are mock-ups pending final approval right or whatever it says at the bottom yeah but, I, but I've, I've seen those like I've seen those we've we've seen them Zach and I have yeah. both like looked at the we chose co- some of the designs yeah yeah so th- these are these are I, mean, the, I don't know if there's gonna be little changes but those are basically approved uh, designs um, well I hope y'all are getting a cut uh, I, I mean, I yeah. imagine that's how it works. Uh, it's not the, yeah, I mean. These things are never really, they don't really make a lot of money. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, that's it's an indirect money. I mean, it's a walking yeah. billboard for your video game. Right. So it's not, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not really about the money per se for a shirt and yeah. a mug and stuff. Somebody hacked together a, a t-shirt on some website somewhere that I bought because I couldn't find any other Dwarf Fortress t-shirt. It's just the, the dwarf smiley face and uh, it says ha- or strike the earth on it. <laughs> I wear it anytime that I'm in a gathering of people, hoping that someone will come up to me and say, Hey, dwarf fortress, but uh, it's not <laughs> happened yet. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, some, a long time ago, somebody gave us a uh, dwarf fortress bumper sticker, but it had no dwarf. It just, it was just ASCII of a dead elf and a plump helmet, I think. <laughs> and I put it on my car and it's so cryptic that I was sure that nobody could find it. But now every time someone gets behind me and starts flashing their lights, I'm like, what? Oh, I know what's going on. <laughs> oh, that's fan. great. That's great. You know, I had a weird conversation with somebody. I went to a rock and gem show last summer, like trying to dream the, dream the pandemic. And um, I was there with one of my kids and we're talking about stuff and my kid's into geology. And I know a lot about <laughs> things like mica and microcline and ovaline. <laughs> and, you know, like I seem to know a lot about that stuff now and could really talk to this guy. And he was talking about how video games melt brains. He's like, how did you learn so much about this stuff? And I was like, well, through a video game. <laughs> so, he's like, what, what? There's a video game that, 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 that educate people on geology. <laughs> so there you go. You might have a whole new hidden market there. 
with the uh, desert rat gem guys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember when someone got through, they like didn't. I don't remember what their class attendance was like, but they uh, dwarf fortress got them through a uh, like a midterm, a geology one hundred and one midterm. It's like name five ores of iron, and they're like, well, <laughs> boom. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Pig iron, no problem. I know how that works. I know how to make steel. I'm opening a mill in the fall. <laughs> Terrific. Galena, that was the one that 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 uh that I actually got some brownie points on a tour one time. He's like, and we're mining Galena. Do you know what we make with that? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so thank you for that. You've made me look good. Um well, thanks so much, guys. It's it's always a, a pleasure having you guys on, and um, just super excited um, to see what's uh, to see what's coming. Yeah, don't have to wait long either. Yeah, it also sounds really goofy, but but honestly, thank you so much for all of this work that you guys have done for donations for these last however many was it twenty years twenty. What was uh, 2006, right? So, yeah, wow. we probably 20, formalized it in 2007. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. But for goodness sakes, oh, thank dear. you guys so much for putting all of your freaking life into this because it yeah. has just been a joy to play this game. It's, I tell people, this isn't a game, it's a hobby. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, quite. And, oh, I thought, I, I thought you were I, talking about I the stories and the crown rewards when you said all the work you're putting into donations. I'm like, yeah, we did that for, for quite a while. No, yeah. no, no, no <laughs> you've done. I mean, you've I done this you for so long. Yeah, you've done we, this so long, yeah. supported by donations. We failed and, to scale and, it. <laughs> no, I can't believe you guys kept that up as long as you could. Because I, I, you know, when I signed up, I was like, I can't ask you to do that. Just update the game. That's enough. <laughs> you, you know, know? Like, I asked, and it is framed on my wall right here. And you're standing in front of the keg. So it's, it's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Oh boy. So yeah, thank you all so much. I really do hope that this is just a huge success for you and that it that it uh, gets you all that you folks deserve because you deserve so much. Well, you're, you're definitely getting out there. Cause my wife who knows nothing about this stuff is like, Hey, you know, door fortress. I read about this in the guardian. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that's all right. Sure. So amazing. Great work guys. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. All right. So uh, I suppose that we will talk to y'all next time. Everybody out there. Until then, thank you so much, Tarn and Zach, for coming on and sharing info with us. And uh, I guess until next time, happy fortressing, people. Thank you. Yeah, and happy Thanksgiving, everyone, except for Roland. No, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you All for right. coming on and see you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.